On today's episode of National Pastime, we break down the AFC and NFC East divisions. Is Bill Belichick on the hot seat? Is Dak Prescott overrated? You don't want to miss this one as the takes get cranked to 11. We thank you for listening, and now, time for the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of National Pastime. John Toaster and J-Rob here, and we have the final divisional preview of the preseason here we're going to talk about the afc and nfc east uh definitely some exciting teams some teams with some cool storylines here but before we get going we are in i guess how does the preseason number work now are we technically in week two or is it still week one in the hall of fame games like week zero i think that's i think that's the week zero especially if deshaun watson's involved they just try to say that does not count towards anything (laughs) yeah just gloss over that one so uh we are officially through week one of the preseason then not a ton of takeaways necessarily from my end but i do want to get a pulse check on you j rob we've now seen the broncos in action and not great can i jump in real quick on this one Lost my sports preseason sports bet, which normally I clean up on because I know who wants to actually win the game and who doesn't. And the Broncos starters getting four series and not being able to beat the Cardinals is very frustrating since that was the last leg of the parlay I needed. There you go, J-Rob. Well, at least you only lost some money. I'm about to lose my mind. Like I am spiraling (laughs) over this. It's like second string defense on the Cardinals who are projected to get like first and second overall pick if all things go the way they should on paper and our offensive line couldn't stop anything russ once again like he looks thinner but if the pocket breaks down homeboy is fucked i was like so nervous after the preseason game i fired up madden and it was like this is how you get the confidence back just like play some video game madden pop off through three games russ has two touchdowns and seven interceptions so <laughs> To think that the world is crumbling around me as the Denver Broncos are heading into the season feels very, very, very real. At least they have their own first round pick this year. So that's good. Maybe, maybe they can backdoor themselves into uh, into Caleb okay. Williams or Drake May somehow. You never know. Man, that would be the dream. Yeah, uh, I spiraled so bad I did a fantasy draft and just got Josh Allen as my quarterback. That way I could just rehash that whole tragedy that we yeah. passed on him. So, you know could be worse we could actually start losing regular season games which is probably gonna happen a lot of healthy coping going on over there totally absolutely we're super confident (laughs) (laughs) at least we haven't seen any stupid ass like motivational videos for Uh, us so far this i bet dude i bet you sean payton put a gun to his head and it was just like you're not doing anything this season you're gonna shut the fuck up and play quarterback Yep. He put a gun to his head to just make him play in the preseason. That like last year, that wasn't even a consideration, and that was he when was he too was good. New, he was new to the, not only the offense but the team in general. And they're like, "No, you just you know, we'll just take care of this week one." Realized that was a bad thing, and then Sean Payton made them go out for an extra series because they couldn't score in their first three series against the Cardinals backups, who have a considered one of the worst pass rushes in the league. And they were going up, going up against the second string worst pass rush in the league. And we're still deflecting Wilson balls at the line, getting sacks, getting pressure. It was, it looked bad. And I don't know if it's better or worse that it took a fourth down conversion for them to actually score a touchdown. Yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I just, 
I'm glad that Peyton's putting their ass to the fire, being like, yo, it's preseason, but you guys need to show that you've got this figured out. And there's a lot of new parts that there's growth. I'm telling myself there's going to be growing pains and I'm clinging, clinging to the idea that the Cardinals actually have a competent defense this year. So that I can be like, oh, thank God. But I'm pulling it tiny like, strings here and hoping I, I like stay how you afloat. say there's going to be growing pains when we're talking about like probably a hall of fame quarterback a super bowl winner yeah and it's 12th year pro bowler and it's just like this is that's the type of confidence i resume for like anthony richardson be like right. you know there's gonna be some troubles <laughs> along the way but it, it's all i have guys it's all i have <laughs> oh man my only regret here is that we don't get to see the broncos play the jets this season because Robert Sala, and we'll get into the Jets a little bit here with the AFC East talk, but he would have those boys so ready to beat the living shit out of them that it would be it would be fun to watch. But um, unfortunately, Sean Payton, it's probably part of the reason that he ran his mouth. Honestly, he knew that he wouldn't have to back it up at any point. Yeah, not a, not a good start for the Denver Broncos. We will obviously be tracking their progress throughout the year though you best believe if they start improving though never a doubt in my mind always knew this is how it's gonna go yeah well we're gonna have to run this clip back uh, <laughs> at some point for you just to keep you humble but all right with that let's get into the afc and nfc east previews i think given the fact that we've got a uh, Patriots insider here, right? Is that what we're going to start calling you? Um, let's start with the NFC and we'll finish strong with the AFC East. So the NFC East, um, it's a lot of fucking storylines here, honestly. I mean, you obviously have the Eagles coming off of the Super Bowl. Um, they draft Jalen Carter. Uh, they draft uh, Nolan Smith. They add i think i think the running game will actually be better uh which is scary for a lot of people with the addition of rashad penny assuming he stays healthy and uh deandre swift with miles sanders leaving he stays healthy (laughs) yeah exactly um but on paper you know they will be in the running for the top team in the nfc again you've got the cowboys who have let zeke go and uh zeke has now found a home in foxborough so uh we will talk about that if i don't see bill belichick in a cutoff hoodie with the belly out next to <laughs> zeke in a crop top i'm gonna be upset so i'm saying uh you've got the giants and their surprising playoff run last year they've added what feels like a million slot receivers i don't really know how that's gonna work but um i'm sure brian dayball will get them playing well you know can they continue their success and then the commanders, you know, probably the best that if you're a commanders fan, you are you have felt about this team in quite some time. Now that Dan Snyder is finally gone, I don't think they really have something in Sam Howell, but you at least have like a young quarterback that if he plays, you're like, oh, okay, well, you know, let's see what happens. Um, Jacoby Brissett, you know, is a solid, solid player if he does end up playing. So I, I really think like this division's a lot of fun. But, you know, looking at the projected win totals here, Vegas totals, um, the Eagles are at 10 and a half. Cowboys are right there at nine and a half. So, uh, Toaster, I'm going to start with you. Who do you think ends up winning this division this year? Um, it's, it's runaway Eagles. I don't see anything from Jerry's world taking this one to 
they'll they'll probably make the playoffs, but they're not competing for the division title right now. And I I struggle with them. I actually think the Commanders could be a surprise team if they put Jacoby Brissett in from the start. That I think that the Giants could be the bottom dwellers. Dallas and the Commanders fight it out for number two and three, and then the Eagles. They're just too strong up front. I mean, they got Jalen Carter, who could have been the first overall draft pick of a future disruptor on the likes of Aaron Donald and get him at number nine and like a fucking handkerchief to the to the Bears uh, as trade compensation. So um, Philly only got stronger in my mind. I just don't trust Mike McCarthy to call plays for the offense, and that's going to hold them back. Yeah, McCarthy is definitely the the one piece here that worries me if I'm the Cowboys, because otherwise I'm... I don't know. I'm high on them. Like, well, here's been a fun question all off season. Um, so I'll toss this J Rob to you. Who do you think's the best quarterback in the NFC? Is it Jalen Hurts or is it Dak Prescott? I mean, you would have to say Jalen Hurts. Purdy. I, oh. I don't think Dak's even like a top three quarterback. I would take Kirk Cousins over in the Dak NFC. Prescott. In the I would take Kirk Cousins over Dak Prescott. Oh, dude, my God, I'm with you. Dak fucks shit up. I would not, I don't know. I'm not a Dak fan. I actually don't think Dak moves the needle for the Cowboys at all. And that offensive line is the only reason why that team is still afloat with what they're working with. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, I was not expecting that. I don't I mean, even you, think it's a question at that Dak clearly, is the best quarterback yeah. in the NFC. Really? Not really? Over Jalen, over Jalen Hurts? Over Jalen Hurts. Uh, we'll see, you know, Justin Fields, you know, he's got, he's got a year to figure that out. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like in a vacuum, give me Dak a thousand percent. If you drop Dak into the Eagle situation and you flip, well, let's say you flipped their situations. I think you're looking at two completely different seasons. Like what Dak is able to do from a mental perspective. He definitely like he threw 15 picks last year. That is not going to happen again. And I think that their offense will be more. Well, again, Mike McCarthy is the the major, major caveat here because I do think it should be a step down from a play calling perspective. But from personnel wise, like they're going to lean on their run game, obviously. They will be better, I think, as a rushing team just by, I guess, the removal Addition of by Zeke's subtraction. carries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like giving more carries to Pollard will make them more efficient. Um, they're healthy on the offense on line. The goes now, so they're not going to miss as in any kicks as they did last year. <laughs> oh, sorry, we're on the new side. For... The knife. Okay. Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think, I, I mean, I'm blown away that you guys are that low on Dak. Um, I knew Toaster wasn't that high on him, but like, oof, that's wild to me. That so that's the only reason that I think this could even be close. Is I, I, you know, I think. My personal opinion, they have the best quarterback in the NFC. That means something. Um, and it's not like they're lacking talent. They just... CeeDee you know. Lamb and Brandon Cooks. Who else do you want to throw to? Like the Brandon Cooks is perennially underestimated. The fact that he's only 29 years old, has had, what, 8,000-yard seasons? And he's fucking good. He's yeah. just kicked around for a first-round draft pick every couple of years. So... Um, he does have some weapons there. Uh, they'll need, they'll need their tight end to step up because that's the safety blanket for Dak and yeah. it's a rookie now. So we'll see yeah. 
we'll see if that's if he's able to step up right away. Tight ends notoriously have a little bit of tough time coming into the league because of the responsibilities, both blocking and route running. Um, one usually has to take precedence over the other. Yeah, I I'm with you there. That uh, transition with Dalton Schultz leaving is is going to be a little bit tough for them, but. I, I think the Cowboys will be in the mix. I still think the Eagles win this division. I still think they finish with the best record in the NFC. They have the best roster. But um, I just feel like people are so down on the Cowboys. They won 12 games last year, for fuck's sake. It, and weren't four or five of those with a backup quarterback? Yeah, with Cooper Rush. Good old Cooper Rush, baby. Um, so I, if they is, can win a third of their games with a backup quarterback, maybe Dak's not all that. No. Okay, sorry. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, that's exactly how it works, right? Um, is there any I, concern with strength of schedule, having the fourth toughest schedule in the league? Is is that just a function, though, of like their division, right? Because playing the Eagles twice, playing the Giants, who were 9-7 and seven twice. I mean, it, strength of schedule, I think, is hard to look at from that perspective. Um, I... I don't have this in front of me, but I, I do know that there are people out there that will extrapolate strength of schedule based on the preseason Vegas totals and, and expected uh, points there. I think that's a better way to look at it because that's my thought with this anyway, because you look at the entirety of this division by that, by traditional strength of schedule, the Eagles have the highest Cowboys are tied with the giants for fourth and the commanders are eighth. The commanders having the eighth highest strength of schedule with the fourth place schedule coming up for them is like it pretty crazy. I think it's a divisional thing more than anything, but to your point, like, you know, that still matters. I guess you do still have to play all those teams. And if your division is that tough and you aren't up to snuff, like that can hurt you for sure. It, it definitely is. But I mean, their totals at nine and a half, they won 12 games last year. I, I mean, I think they'll be in the mix anyway. Um, boy, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to track the the DAC uh, <laughs> season Dak as we go here. Yeah, this will be fun. Um, a DAC Shepherd fan, not a DAC Prescott fan. Um, do we <laughs> think that there's any risk that McCarthy is on the hot seat by the end of the year? I think he has to be right. Like they they've retained Dan Quinn and you know Quinn's looking to get a head coaching job again I think in some ways he may have been promised this position so I I think so like if the offense flops this year after losing Kellen Moore they're gonna have some questions to answer because they're also now coming up on a situation where Dak's contract's got to be re-upped too yep so and that's not gonna be cheap so they're already finding like having a hard time piecing together like the Cowboys have just done such a poor job. I think of building around Dak's contract. We've seen other teams with quarterbacks on high uh, cap hit deals, like still be able to put pieces around them. They've really relied on Dak to carry the weight here with like CD lamb on a rookie deal. Um, you know, they, they bring in Brandon Cooks, who's kind of like, I mean, we all agree he's a good player, but, you know, not commanding really a big salary. And that's like their biggest move, you know, and it, it's just they need to start being better. They've drafted really well, but outside of that, I don't think they've really done a great job 
team building as a whole. So, um, you know, they're going to have some questions to answer. And if their offense lays an egg this year, I think McCarthy's got to be gone. He has to. That's my hope. Um, The thing is the defense can carry this team. And that's how Mike McCarthy skates through with either a Hall of Fame quarterback or a defense that gets the job done. Uh, just yeah. waiting for digs to get ripped play after play, though. That's that's my goal on this one. We can finally put those <laughs> PFF fantastic grades to rest on some dude that just uh, basically overcommits on every single play, and it works out more often than not right now. Yeah, I mean, he um, he's boomer bust, man. I can't say like I I expected a much bigger come down moment for him last year after the big interception year he had two years ago. And to his credit, he played well again. So it's hard for me to really, um, I don't know it. He is what he is, right? I don't, I don't think he's bad. Um, He's just not as reliable as you would like from a number one corner, but I think that's where you just have to build your team accordingly. Now, the interesting thing about the Cowboys too, you know, if we're looking forward here uh, as we are with Dak's deal is Micah Parsons is going to be making what, like thirty million a year, really soon. He's I mean, probably going to reset the market. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's going to be uh, you're going to have a quarterback probably making around fifty mil a year, and a they're going to, they're going to have to bring Zeke back on a sinner's contract to to afford a fucking O line after paying Micah. <laughs> yeah, man. It's a. Uh, there's going to be a lot of money wrapped up in very few guys there, especially if they want to um, pay CD lamb as well. Right. So Cowboys have uh, a lot riding on this season, I guess you could say too, which is another reason that if you think that they have the capability to like harness that, then I could see them, you know, really having a, a decent year. If you think that they're the kind of team that that's going to, crumble then you know they could end up on the other end like you're saying there toaster so yeah cowboys something tells me that mccarthy leaves some donut remnants behind so i'm going the crumble route (laughs) yes for sure uh do we have any faith in daniel jones um replicating the efficiency that he had last season now i mean he's a 40 million dollar quarterback now so uh (laughs) They better hope so, right? A lot of head shaking going on here. Uh, I don't think, I think it's more about Dayball replicating what they did last year. I feel like he just gets so much out of the team because he just knows how to scheme for guys' strengths that is Danny Dimes or Danny Nichols, as I have him in our sheet. Like, do I think he's going to improve from last year? No. But do I think there's a real chance that he stays the same or maybe regresses like, little enough that it doesn't really matter i do think so i just think dayball can scheme for it saquon's on a contract year i know he signed a one-year deal but he's on a contract year he's going to want to try and get paid again they revamped the wide receiver core which was non-existent and not that like cole beasley paris campbell and jameson crowder like really moved the needle but they did get darren waller at tight end which is going to be a good safety blanket yeah. and something waller's the can... high upside move there for sure yeah. yeah so i have faith in dayball more than I do Danny Dimes to replicate last year. Yeah. I kind of feel like 
they're in for a rude awakening a little bit. Like this, the ceiling is the roof. The ceiling is the roof for them. Like Daniel Jones more. I'm so here for dudes getting paid. Absolutely. Good for you, bro. On other teams that take salary cap away from. Okay. Exactly. Yes. But he had a career low interception percentage last year and fumbles have always been his bugaboo was not really something that hurt them last year either uh i think you know turnovers are a little fluky they're they're hard to really um you know project so i just feel like we're we're in for a turnover regression to the mean for him and if he loses even a little bit of that efficiency that he had last year um they're going to be struggling like it it's not he still didn't blow you away right it was just like oh he's not terrible in the context of this offense like that's not that doesn't excite you and if that's his ceiling um there's only one way for it to go and it's not up yeah, I agree with you, J-Rob. Dayball, I mean, that was the ultimate resume booster, what he was able to do with this team last year. Um, the big one for me was I was terrified of where Jalen Hyatt was going to go in the draft because there's so many teams where he's just like a breakout weapon. And then he went to the Giants, and I'm like, all right, well, we don't have to worry about oh, this one. So I feel I feel bad for Jalen, quite frankly. Um, there's going to be a regression uh Saquon's not getting any younger yes he's on a contract year but it it's just tough to have a team run through the running back um there's five guys that got have to do their job in front of you every single play to be successful and that's the challenge with with running it through a running back I'm not saying it can't be done when we get to the Patriots that might be their game plan too um but it's just the the fact that that Danny Dimes was able to be as efficient as he was last year, I I don't think that it was a revelation. I think it was an anomaly. Yeah, I am with you there. Um, the Commanders. Any thoughts on the Commanders before we move on to the AFC? Here, I know we haven't said a whole lot about them. Um, I don't think there's a whole lot to say personally. The fact that they um, are they have a QB competition between Jacoby Brissett and Sam Howell tells you all you need to know. Um, I hope for scary Terry's hey, the Browns uh, in the playoff slots. Yeah, playoff man. Last year. No, you don't got to convince me. I hope for scary Terry's sake that Jacoby Brissett wins that job. Absolutely. Um, but they're, they're going to be tough, right? Like, and I think like Dan Snyder's removal kind of lifts the spirits of everyone a little bit. And you know, they're, that front is still nasty as hell. They're getting Chase Young back, who is in a make or break year for him, potentially. Like if he busts out, you're talking about a potential massive contract that he can sign. If he gets hurt again, I mean, it, he's going to be kind of going the Jadavian Clowney route, which again isn't the worst thing in the world. Still makes you good money, but uh, it's not a hundred million dollar contract. So it, I think like that defense is going to be fun. Um, you know, they drafted Emmanuel Forbes, who I, I think fits what they're going to do uh, very well. But there's just like not not really enough talent 
here ultimately right like do you do you see any scenario where they kind of break through and give a surprise season they break through the giants bottom dwelling barrier that's where i put them yeah but yeah the as much as i love scary terry um i just don't see i actually think jameson crowder is a great wide receiver for like this specific scenario which is why I'm a little hesitant to just throw Danny Dimes out the window now that he's on the Giants, but they just they don't have that safety blanket. They just it's going to be tough to to continue and carry on drives. Yeah, it's you look at their pass catchers like it, you love Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson, um, but the rest of their offense just doesn't really do it for you. Um, those guys are going to have to pop off if they're going to have really any chance of of making noise in the nfc so and they can they can be manageable with jacoby i don't think they pop off with how is going to be the problem yeah and at this point what's the incentive to not play how you got a new you've got a new owner you've got a team that is not going to compete for a super bowl let alone even a playoff win might as well see what you have in the young talent versus Jacoby Brissett. Um, and that's the the struggle that I have with the veterans in this situation is that, you know, yeah. you, you don't get paid for wins necessarily in the NFL anymore. So when your season's not going to amount to anything spectacular, might as well see what you have in the future rather than the present. Yeah. But is, is Ron Rivera really in a position where he's incentivized to like, not try to win every game that he plays right now? I, like is he even going to be around like he won't i don't be. know i think i think he's probably gone after this year regardless yeah so um he'll pull a lovey and they will be just good enough to uh not get a great draft pick but um yeah happy for commanders fans though it's I it's going to be a good year no matter what for them hopefully he can pull a lovey and just like fuck up the one two thing for the cardinals just like hey we slipped into number two so cardinals you're at, awesome. you're at one and three so trade with us and uh <laughs> then you can that would get, be awesome <laughs> then you can get what you want all right let's uh move on to the afc east here so uh as far as vegas is concerned the bills are still the top team uh their number their total is at ten and a half uh, the Dolphins and Jets are both at nine and a half and the fighting Bill Belichick's slash McCorkle's are at seven and a half. Um, Bills, I think, is pretty easy to like see the path forward for them, right? Like they have one of the top three quarterbacks in the league. Um, they have a pretty talented roster like it, it. We can maybe get to them a little bit here in a minute. My question for you guys is how much are you buying the Jets or the Dolphins here as 10 win teams like their their win totals suggest? J-Rob, I'll start with you. I am buying the Jets being a 10 win team and I am selling hard on the Dolphins being a 10 win team. Um, This is going to be a little bit of a hot take, but I think this is going to be one of Aaron Rodgers' best career years because he's motivated it's a new team. I think it's just going to be a little bit of a, not a spark, but just like, I don't know. He's very motivated. So I think. Have you I watched think, the Jets outside of the practice that they've shown in hard knocks where <laughs> no one is allowed to hit him? Uh, the offensive line looks a little shaky. Randall Cobb, man. 
the offensive line looks a little shaky, <clears throat> but I think the media loves narratives and Rodgers is motivated. So my spicy take is that I think Rodgers has a top three season of his career and I think he wins MVP. Whoa. All right. I love it. <laughs> I, I think the, it. the media narrative, he's going to put up stats and I think... I think the media is going to want some spicy narrative to push, and I think he wins MVP this year. So he solved the rider strike. Okay, um, so you're putting <laughs> them ahead of the Bills. Yeah. Um, if Rodgers wins MVP, they are absolutely ahead. winning yeah. the fucking division. I would say I don't think it's out of the question for them to win the division because of their defensive, like their defense, is what's going to keep that in play. They like won Roger- seven games last year without a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, Robert Salah even said that in uh, Hard Knocks, where he's like, last year we were a 7-10 team with a shitty offense, which was just like such a great stab at Zach Wilson. Oh, you know, he was just sitting there just like, (laughs) oh, I just got to take my $37 and eat this. Just sink into my chair. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. so I think Rodgers, like, I think it's not out of the question to say that they go from 7-10 to 12 you know, 12 and four, 13 and three with Aaron Rodgers at the helm. Damn. Oh, they no longer get to play 17 games. Sorry. 12 and five, <laughs> 12 and five and 13 and four. I was going to say, it's going to be really hard I mean, for them to win the division. If the they Bills have one last game. To play. The Bills only played 16 games last year. Technically. <laughs> that's why I was throwing me off. Cause I was doing quick math. I was like, wait, shit. And then that's why I did the, there you go. <laughs> that is true. Um, all right. Wow. Uh, I have some thoughts on that, but toaster, I will, uh, go to you next. Uh, how are you feeling about the Jets and the Dolphins here? There's there's clearly a little bit of bias here, um, which will come back to haunt me, I'm sure. Um, I'm not I'm not buying the Dolphins either. Um, I think that they have a lot of me first personalities to a, a side that's going to come come to hurt them. Um, you know, obviously Tyreek Hill wants to be a two thousand yard wide receiver. That means that he's got to get the ball, you know, proportionately more than everybody else. When you have somebody like Jalen Waddle there think they want to be a run first team like the 49ers were so you've got arcane um they don't get dalvin cook which is actually probably a positive for them um but it's just gonna be tough to keep hill satisfied in that type of situation in my opinion um i'm gonna i'll double down on my skylar thompson potentially starting the last two three games of the year uh to not staying healthy and even though Mike White actually looked better than him in the preseason, there's just no reason to proceed with Mike White. Um, I think that those two are going to struggle. Um, they both have hard strength of schedules, which will make it difficult for both of them to make the playoffs. But I struggle to put the Patriots ahead of either of them, as sad as that is for me. Wow. You guys are both down on the Dolphins, huh? Um, I, I feel like it's easy, like, Tua makes it really easy to not buy them. So I totally feel you there. Their roster is really fucking good. And Jalen Ramsey obviously getting hurt is is a huge blow um, because him being added to that defense with David Long, um, they drafted Cam Smith. Like that team, rost- like roster top to bottom, um, in my opinion, was like one of the top five rosters in football. Like it is good. Now, do you believe in Tua is probably the big question there. Um, I believe in Mike McDaniel. I was going to say, do you have to believe in Tua? 
Yeah, not really. Um, I believe in Mike McDaniel and, uh, you know, Jalen Ramsey, like, can they stay afloat enough to where Jalen Ramsey coming back late in the year, like is actually a difference maker for them, I think is going to be a big key. Like they obviously, this division is tough. Like, even if you think the Patriots, if you think the Patriots are the worst team in this division, like that means this division is really fucking tough. Like, I don't care how many games the Patriots win. They're going to be a tough team to play just because of Bill Belichick. So um, I tend to still think the Dolphins, like they were nine and eight last year. I could see them winning 10 games. Like they, their offense did tail off the, last like four games or so that Tua played um it so maybe they started to get figured out a little bit but uh again I just I believe in Mike McDaniel full off season to kind of self-scout and um you know with the pieces they've added like I just I don't know I'm excited about them just because their roster is so talented I mean if you look at the three and a half rosters on this on these squads it's pretty fucking amazing both sides of the Bills, the Jets, and the Dolphins, and then the defensive side of the Patriots. Yeah. Fucking good it's roster construction. Pretty gnarly, for sure. The Jets, I, I'm selling the Jets. I just, I feel the exact opposite of you, Josh, as far as Aaron Rodgers. Like, their situation, like Garrett, Wil- Garrett Wilson being there is is huge because he has a guy that like when he had um, Devonte Adams in green Bay, that he can just say, you know what? We're going to find a way to isolate him. I'm going to trust that he's going to beat his guy and I'm going here no matter what. Um, and, you know, to the point that they won seven games without a quarterback last year, I think is, is valid, but I just feel like there's, there's, inevitably in my mind a letdown coming with the rogers acquisition here like he did not play well last year at all and green bay had a much better offensive line green bay had a better play caller in my opinion and while they're not as uh they don't have a garrett wilson they did have like a fairly talented all they had al lazard Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They had Randall Cobb. Oh, shit. Oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Getting the band back together. But, like, I see this being another season for the Jets where the defense carries them, and there's going to be a little bit of frustration within that offensive room. And as, you know, butterflies and rainbows as it was uh, that we've seen in Hard Knocks so far, like, we also saw in the last episode where in that joint practice, Rogers is like getting sacked a bunch and pressure was coming. He's getting pissed off. And that's only going to get worse as the season goes on. So I'm I'm not buying them like at nine and a half. I they're such a good roster. Like you said, it, it, I'm not saying they're going to bottom out, but like. Eight wins, nine wins is totally like in the ballpark of where I think they end up, especially with this schedule having to play this division. So is the Dalvin Cook signing reek of desperation or of we've got a roster that we think can compete and this puts us over the top? I 
I don't think it it doesn't move the needle for me at all. Um, I think anything that's going to take care. And now, granted, Brees Hall, Brees Hall not being fully healthy yet. Um, you know, I think adding a body there is good, but adding a potentially eight million dollar body in um, Dalvin Cook, who was, you know, probably the thirty fifth most efficient runner in the NFL last year. Sorry, single handedly beat the Colts last year, though, right? He did. Uh, yeah. I mean, he did have 1,200 yards. Like, I know yards are just a number. He got like 300 fucking carries. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he was not efficient. Like, it, yards are one thing. Like, he was so terribly inefficient, and it's been trending that way for the last three or four years for him. Um, now, if he doesn't have to be the bell cow, which he won't in this offense, I think you will get a better version of him when he's fresh. But any time that you are taking a carry away from Brees Hall and giving it to Dalvin Cook is a mistake, in my opinion. Uh, I, that signing to me just was useless. This is a like, hey, we have Aaron Rodgers, so let's build a team of super names. A dream like, team. Names yeah. that people know. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why, uh, well, that's why I'm excited about the Zeke signing is because we only expect him to get one yard. But that was the problem is that the Patriots had the worst red zone offense practically in the league last year. Couldn't get a fucking yard. So at least Zeke falls forward. I, I like Zeke signing here. Hey, I, I really do. Um, you know, he, the efficiency metrics, obviously like, you know, I just shat on Dalvin cook for those like Zeke's in that same boat. But like you said, for what the Patriots need and what they're going to do to teams, like for them to be successful this year, they're going to have to beat the snot out of people. Their defense will do that. Like if they end up with the most efficient met, uh, defense by whatever metric you want to look at, or even just archaic like points and yards, total defense, I, they could be the best defense in football this year without a doubt. So they're going to beat the shit out of people on that end. On offense, they, I think Mac Jones is better. <laughs> yeah, dude, sign me up for that. Like, let's go. I'm I'm ready for Malik Cunningham to get some carries and uh, take some snaps for them for sure. But like, I don't know what Mac Jones is. I don't think he's as bad as he was last year. Um, if they can get him back to who he was his rookie year and they can be physical with people and Zeke allows you to do that. Zeke and Ramondre Stevenson, like they'll fucking run you over. Like, I it's see like having Derrick Henry, but fresh in the fourth corner, right? Because you've cycled them between, yes, between Zeke and Ramondre. Yes, so I I like that signing for them a lot. Like Zeke, I think it's a lot of shit from people that don't really know a lot about him as a player because they see, oh, he, you know whatever he has this celebration from his days at Ohio state and he wears a crop top and he played for the Cowboys and he signed this big contract. Zeke is a fucking gamer. Like fucking pass protector, man. That's will, where Bill his last play of the Cowboys, notwithstanding insane blockers. <laughs> he's, he will get his nose in there. He runs hard. He works hard. Like there's, a reason that bill belichick signed him like he's not just a pretty boy like skill position guy like he's a tough dude so i like that um i liked the gasecki signing for them although he uh, apparently is hurt now dislocated I, shoulder yeah so that's tough 
potentially um, back for week one, but uh, yeah, it just goes through the uh, trying to rekindle the the Rob Gronkowski and I have to say his name, unfortunately, Aaron Hernandez, uh, 12 personnel that they were going for didn't work out with John U. Smith and Hunter Henry, and it's already not looking great for Gasecki and Henry. Yeah, I and I love the Juju signing. Like, I think Juju is going to be a really, really good fit for Mac. So, um, you know, I their win total seven and a half. Like, even if they're the worst team in this division, they're going to be good. They're going to be in games. And if you flip a couple of those games. I mean, even just the Jacoby Myers incident, they're nine and eight. If he yeah. just doesn't yeet the ball. <laughs> playoff team, right? I think they won that game. So I think so. Um, by the way, I saw this stat the other day, and I can't believe it's true. Um, the Jets haven't beaten the Patriots in like 12 years or something like that. It's been, that a, it's been a minute, yeah. Like, if you would have told me they haven't beaten games. them in like... 12 games, six 12 years. games, 12 games. Oh, thank God. I'm like, <laughs> whoa, 12 years? That's yeah. insane. Um, Josh, like, you know, I'll get... I, I want your perspective because, uh, you know, obviously Ryan is the most biased homer that we have <laughs> on this podcast. Um, but... I think if I'm the, the least pay- biased homer, just throwing that out there. Like, there's a lot of uh, slobbing on the Bears knob, and uh, Broncos used to be. Oh, I was homer, ready to ride. Oh, the. I don't know if you saw that joke, but it's. Uh, I, I was it's ready to ride. Cleared. It's through your window behind you there. Um, if this thing falls flat, if Mac lays an egg and things go poorly here. Like, how hot is Bill Belichick's seat? How hot should it be, I guess, is what I want to know. It should probably be hotter than it will be. I think the leash will slowly start to get shorter. Do I think his, it would be on the hot seat if Mac Jones has a bad year and they're ready to move on? No. I think he's earned the luxury over the last 20 years of greatness that it's not really going to put him on the hot seat. But I think if it was anyone else without his resume i think he would be on the hot seat but it's just tough because last year was such a shit show on the offensive side that i think even that buys him time to be like we didn't have an offensive coordinator and now with bill o'brien yeah you, but you can kind of buy more time that's like yeah, the I'm, banana suit meme like we're all trying to figure out who did this <laughs> like, yeah i'm, I'm on true. the opposite side i think he's hotter on the seat than he should be because what he's still able to do on the defensive side of the ball is quite frankly magical um he's made some bad personnel decisions he's made bad personnel decisions for 20 damn years outside of tom brady um the fact that he wanted to go through and prove that not only could he do it without timmy brady and without an offensive coordinator last year was a a terrible terrible mistake um the fact that they're bringing bob back actually doesn't inspire a lot of confidence in me i was not really? thrilled with bob i never liked josh mcdaniels as a play caller i think they were both too conservative i think brady held that offense together and we're starting to see the cracks that bill can do great things on the defensive and special team side of the ball and the offense needed somebody else to take to take care of it um do i think with missing the playoffs this year he should be fired no do i think 
with them missing the playoffs this year, he could be gone in a amicable quote unquote resignation. I think it's, I think it's very likely, unfortunately. Well, let's just say like in that scenario, they, they're probably like in a position here where they need to think about hitting the reset button a little bit. And, you know, they've spent a lot of money the last couple of years, like does, should Bill Belichick be a part of whatever reset happens here? I, I think the answer is yes. I just don't necessarily know if it's on the sideline. Like, is there a situation where he moves up into the box, like fully assumes the GM role, but they oh, bring gosh, in don't do that to me. <laughs> but here's the thing, like as it, he's been, you know, judge, jury, you know, executioner in this thing for how long, if he moves into the box as the GM and they hire a head coach, maybe an offensive minded head coach that has his own push and pull within the organization to maybe balance bill a little bit, especially when it comes to maybe like evaluating receivers or something, but you know, that could be a really good situation for them, I think. And you get to like move him out of coaching in a way that's not like disgraceful, like just you know, it's not GM. What what it, what fake title did John Elway give himself when he promoted himself from GM to something else? Give oh, he was like president, a of, football president operations. of football operations. Yeah, and so yeah. okay, somebody else is gonna make the personnel decisions and all other football decisions, and uh, we'll let it just you go sit through here you for to two sign and a half years, and then we'll get rid of you. Um, no, my thing is that I think Bill is still a great coach. Um, the Patriot way led them to a lot of success because people just fell in line because they were winning. It's more difficult now. Um, but having him on the, as a fucking defensive special assistant, even if he doesn't want to do the grind of a defensive coordinator or take, you know, quote unquote, a, a step back in his career, he still has value there. And that's why I just, I, I'm, I'm frustrated that he could potentially be gone after this year. I don't think he deserves that. The problem is going to be the offensive line for the Patriots. They have nobody to protect Mac Jones, and that's why I'm not afraid of the Malik Cunningham, you know, trial. Because at the very least, that buys time in the pocket. Um, you, I think everybody here knows I'm not huge on primarily running quarterbacks, but when you don't have an offensive line and you're not looking at this as a long-term investment, more just a get it done right now thing, then Malik might be their best option. If you can like he's not he's not Lamar Jackson he's not Anthony Richardson like you know just because he was a good runner in college like he is not nearly the passer that those guys were but he is a very fucking good athlete yeah. so like if you can design an offense that you know can elevate him enough and then just lean hard into the running stuff like especially with Zeke and Ramondre. I was just going to say, are we going triple backs right there? We get we get Zeke and Ramondre in the backfield and then to pitch it to Malik with two, those two as lead blockers? Yeah, I mean, like, your ceiling is very is going to be very capped, but, like, that can you can win fucking games that way. You can way, get three and sure. a half yards consistently that way, and that sounds like a Bill Belichick-style win. Yeah, man, I I would love to see... Like, I, I do want to see Mac Jones because I, I want to see if we get an idea of what he really is, I, I have zero interest in seeing Bailey Zappi. I don't care. Like, I don't know. It just does nothing for me. So it's like, if we're not going to see Mac Jones, I want to see Malik Cunningham and 
I want to just see them fully steer into like, hey, let's be like a little unpredictable and a little, you know, volatile offensively and see if that can get them, you know, to where they need to go. But um, yeah, it's that's wishful thinking. He may not even make the 53 man roster. <laughs> yeah, I know. It'd be fun, though. It'd be a lot of fun. Hey, you got to keep three quarterbacks this year if you want that emergency third stringer to come in if your first two go down. Yep, it's true. So all that said. Is there one more team in the division? Yeah, there's one more. Um, They've got this guy. I don't know if you've heard of him. Josh Allen. Um, Kyle Allen. You got it wrong. It's Kyle Allen. Oh, it's Kyle Allen. Oh, yeah, they do have Kyle Allen, don't they? Yes. Um. (laughs) Yeah, he's a fucking alien. He can throw the ball through the moon. Um, he's a lot of fun if you haven't seen him play. Uh, they won 13 games last year, and he basically like didn't have an elbow for like half the season. So um, is there a scenario here? I mean, clearly there is if, if Aaron Rodgers wins MVP. MVP. <laughs> uh, but outside of that, do we see a scenario where they shouldn't be like the heavy favorite to win this division? I mean, they should be the heavy favorite if we're talking like concerns as to what would cause them not to win the division. I do think it goes back to, to your point about his elbow. I think it comes down to his health. I think he's a guy that as a teammate, you love to see him put his head down and run through dudes. But I think there is a threshold where it's like, hey, man, we need you for the entire season, and especially the playoffs with Burrow, Mahomes, and potentially, you know, Rodgers and other AFC elites in the in Herbert. You know, like, there's a lot of dudes you have to go through in the playoffs. Russell Wilson. Uh, I, I'm already trying to be real. They're not fucking making the playoffs. <laughs> but, like, there's a lot of high-level quarterback play that you have to get through on the AFC side that my only concern would be him just – Week 12, just trying to get an extra yard on a first down. He already ran for 22 yards for, and he ends up getting hurt when he didn't, when he could have just gone down or gone out of bounds. That as much as Josh Allen makes that team go, if he's not there, that team is not going to go very far, in my opinion. As, as good as the roster is, Josh Allen is the reason why the Bills are the Bills and a heavy yeah. favorite in that division. What do you think, Toaster? I think the last couple of years have been a realization for Josh. He's still going to run too hard, be violent, do stupid shit, but he's a big fucking man. And I think he can take those hits where he's, where I think he's going to grow this year is his turnovers in the red zone. And that will make this team very, very difficult to compete with. Um, he had five red zone interceptions last year that are just stupid plays, him trying to do too much. And I think him seeing that for the last couple consecutive seasons means that he's like, okay, three points are still three points. Uh, You know, what did we need against the Chiefs in the the playoffs, right, to make it through? Okay, three points would have been great at that point in time. So I think that's going to be his growing area that he's going to step back and say, I don't have to be a superhero on every play. I don't think he's going to be able to change that in the running mentality, but in the passing mentality when he's out there, say, let's be a little bit more careful with this, and that's going to elevate the team more than more than anything else. Yeah, and I think their offensive line will be better than it was last year, too. Um, I like the addition of Connor McGovern. I really like the Osiris Torrance pick. 
Like if they can just be a little bit better up front than they were last year, um, you know, and Stefan Diggs doesn't like burn the building down because um, he didn't get enough targets thrown at him in practice, then yeah, I, I just don't see a scenario like where they don't, don't kind of easily win the division. Um, it, but it's, it's tough. It is tough. And division games can go either way. Um, you know, you throw a bad pick and, you know, Aaron Rodgers wins the MVP. And next thing you know, you're, you're sitting third um, in the division somehow. So yeah, we'll see. I might, I might have to call it junior analyst, formerly junior analyst J-Rob on this one. How do the Bills have the seventh strength of schedule versus everybody else in the division having a, a tougher strength of schedule? That doesn't make any sense, but I'm not saying it's not true. Know. I was just, just saying that's one. that's a little bit of an anomaly right there that uh, you've got second for the Dolphins, third for the Patriots, sixth for the Jets, and then the division-winning Bills have the easiest strength schedule. The cheat sheet's just keeping you on your toes, man. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the cheat about. sheet. Thank you. Um, I am excited, speaking of the cheat, cheat sheet, of Dalton Kincaid. I don't know that they're going to be able to use him effectively. Um, or at least as as prevalently as he would like to be used, but mm-hmm. that was there's no no such thing as a luxury pick in the NFL. But that was one where I'm like, wow, they really could have transformed their offense by having Knox and Kincaid available in the middle of the field on short throws. Yeah, I mean, that's about as close to a luxury pick as you get, right? And I I'm just not. I can't bring myself to think any rookie tight end is going to actually contribute. Like there's all this Luke Musgrave mm-hmm. uh, talk to, especially as we're getting into fantasy season, trying to pay attention to that stuff. I just can't buy it until we see it. Like Gronk had fucking 500 yards or something. You Kelsey know what I mean? was like four years in the league before he popped off. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I hear you on that. But being the second tight end might be a little bit of a different dynamic. Uh, yeah, yeah. And not being asked to really block, right? Just go yeah. out, run routes, and Josh Allen will find you. That that could end up working really well for him. Last um, thing on this, the incest in this division is absolutely insane. I feel like the number of people that were just like, well, well I, just, I like the East, so I'm just going to stay over here. I mean, you've got Damian Harris, Gasecki, you've got, um, who else are we here? Um, Braxton Berrios, we've got Bailey as punter. Yeah, like they, I feel like everybody just shuffled within this division to be like, all right, I've seen, I've seen you, you've seen me, we know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, like let me, uh, Mike White, yeah. Mike White, yeah. <laughs> Trey Flowers went from the Patriots to the Lions to the Dolphins back to the Patriots, so it's been, it's been quite a, quite an adventure in the, in the East. Belichick always, players always find their way back to him, you know? It's, yeah, because he made them thing. the most successful. They're just right. like, He's hey, like, maybe it wasn't you. Maybe it was me this whole time. I need you to <laughs> elevate me for another three-year deal before I leave again, please and thank you. I mean, yeah. seriously, look at what he did to Chandler Jones. He turned them, him into a fucking playoff contender for the Raiders by just having Jacoby Myers throw it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> it's He's always playing the long game, you know? He's always playing the long game. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, that will do it for our East Division 
previews. Uh, we are getting dangerously close to the start of the regular season. I love it. Um, so yeah, we will get into some actual topics moving forward here but any last thoughts from you guys before we wrap up are you going to wear two pairs of underwear when you watch uh, justin field against anthony richardson yeah um, on uh, saturday i'm already like so jacked up about that you have no idea i was like following along um the bears never let uh reporters take videos during practice but they're having a joint practice in indy right now so the rules are open i've just been like following every video from that practice I'm like, yeah yeah there we go there we go uh that's starting quarterback anthony richardson to you but oh, it's way. quarterback okay. yeah. yeah 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 did that tweet did that sorry that x not go through <laughs> that, that <Yeah>. x <laughs> i i don't think so Wait, which, it wasn't clear when they named him the starter for the regular season whether it was at quarterback or running back so uh i was like awesome Minshew finally gets an opportunity <laughs> and they finally got a first round richardson draft pick that's going to be successful at running back <laughs> yeah man no they're just gonna rpo people to death i saw um from Preseason week one, the Colts, 65% of their uh, pass plays were RPOs. The number two team was like 34% or something. And he ran on like none of those, right? Maybe had two yeah. rushes. So Yeah, so it's, it's I'm excited, man. It's going to be fun. I like that's a good decision for them. Like get him in, get him reps. He's not going to break. That's for damn sure. So yeah. just see what you got. Um, um, is this Trey Lance's last week on the 49ers? There's no way, right? <laughs> like, I, there's no way a team trades for him. And can they really go into the year without him on the active roster? That'd be dumb as hell. I, I, he's got to be there. But damn, Sam Darnold outplayed the hell out of him. And I would still potentially say Sam Darnold's buying for that that starting job at week four, week five, if there's any sort of uh, cracks in the Purdy foundation. Yeah. Uh, oof. Boy. Does Trey Lance go down as one of the worst draft picks ever that no one Has gave to. a fuck about? Has to. Like you can you can throw any first overall draft pick out there, but this dude had three first round picks traded for him. And what's crazy is no one seems to care. Like obviously, I think you know yeah, Niners fans are wishing they had those picks. Well, because but... of Brock Purdy, but like that's true. I think what could put it over the top if like justin fields pops this year then you have a guy that they took mm. him over you know and then i think that's where you start to get a little bit more um criticism for those moves but yeah to your point like shanahan's basically just skated by <laughs> and nobody gives a shit that he gave away three first round picks for his third string quarterback so pretty crazy all righty pulling it up right here though the biggest thing for me was looking at the draft picks right after that so after Trey Lance, Kyle Pitts, yeah. Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddell, Panay Sewell, J.C. Horn, Patrick Sertan, Devontae Smith, Justin Fields, Micah Parsons, Rashawn Slater. Like, that's, fucking just, that's a run of dogs. You, you throw a dart and you hit anything that would have transformed that team into yeah. a, a Super Bowl winner. Holy like shit. Like any of those guys move the needle for that team. Like, holy yeah. shit. That is absolutely crazy to think about, dude. Wow. Um, speaking of uh, terrible top three quarterbacks from the 2021 draft, did you see the awful pick six that Zach Wilson threw 
in practice today with the they have a joint practice with the Bucks going on, and it was like a dropping D end and covering a guy in the flat and just lofted out there like there's nobody over like just goddamn man looking for, looking forward to it on hard knocks um they're doing their best to make aaron Rodgers look like a freaking amenable character yeah a savior yeah, yeah we'll see but yeah um between the bucks competition at qb with baker mayfield and kyle trask and no one wanting to take that one and in the 49ers backup competition the cardinals quite frankly tune looked like he outplayed everybody to me i think colt mccoy had yeah. better stats but like give give tune a chance like it's going to be an exciting year in the the bottom half of the league quite frankly and that's not something i normally say well but it's because you have like a an obvious prize in caleb williams and it's like if you listen to people that are really good at this draft analyst shit talk about these guys Drake may some, some people have Drake may over Caleb Williams and like those two being the prizes with Marvin Harrison jr. The insane offensive tackle class this year. Like, yeah, the top of the draft is going to be fun and like seeing teams maneuver like to get in position for those guys is going to be interesting for sure. Yeah. And then two last things we get to see Bijan this week. For the first time and uh dtr hopefully he continues to just make it make the watson contract look like the worst oh. overall contract in history so we can say trey lance was the worst draft pick because the trade compensation and and the output but uh, if watson ends up getting benched by the end of the year for dtr which i think is highly highly unlikely but not improbable impossible yeah then that could go down as the worst contract in history because you're there's no getting out of it no uh, they just they sold their soul to the devil and you know they're cooked so how many that rushed, would be, he hit he rushed like four or five times in a preseason game like he he struggled quite Watson last week yeah oh yeah and if you listen to practice or read practice reports like he has not looked good so uh yeah we good we might be seeing a another disaster on our hands and i am here for it i will not watch them but i'm here for it just add another another care another line to the browns uh quarterback jersey i think they're at like 27 now yeah oh god this one deserves an asterisk i think <laughs> as well it's that bad but all right boys that'll do it for this episode and yeah we will catch you all later for preseason week two